as we take our seats. Thank you. All right. So, okay, we have lights. I was just trying to look for friendly faces in the crowd. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so I've seen it. Ah, okay, we're good. Where's Ovie? Be in view. Just let me look and see. So it almost feels like um, I'm about to speak to our choir in love. Amen. All right. Um, so we've been talking about tribe. And um, I don't know if I need to do an overview, but let's. Is that some money? Ah, okay. All right, good. All right. Um, so tribe, tribe um, essentially is what God has put in place. So we said earlier, uh, weeks one and two, um, I believe uh, Minister Ali spoke earlier, and he said stuff about God having put the solitary in families. Am I correct? Okay. So I will, I, I teach a lot with stories, so I hope you don't mind in case you are um, looking for some weird expositions and taking you to the third heavens and bring you back to Hebrews. Hebrews is a scary place to be. Amen. All right. So, um, when I got born again, God, I, I don't know what God was, was thinking or what he saw, um, but God saved me. Um, <laughs> so this was around what, 90, so in 95, I had, had finished school, that's secondary school, and then I was thinking of, I was about to get into university, and I didn't want to spend time at home, so I went for a brief stint at Yabatek. And while I was there, I already, I already had plans, okay? Um, I had some friends, so very interesting people at that time. And so we're not planning to join cults, so we're planning to start our own, Okay? Uh, we felt these guys were not serious enough. They were not hard enough. Um, so, yes, I know I don't look like it. And somebody said, it's those types that are usually the most evil. So I know what God did. Um, yeah, so some of my friends, they were not in the, in quotes, small boy type cults. They were more like in the lodge. You know what lodge is, Abby? Okay. That person, that year was a bit loud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So things like that, and God saved me. Um, in fact, the day they were supposed to go and pick me, for some weird reason, I just went home. And from there, I think we did one exam. They just they just could not find me again, if you know what I mean. And then after that, um, school resumed. That's Ife, and then we went to Ife. And the day I got to school, the guy landing in Ife, God sent somebody. He preached to me. I got saved. That's day one. And um, immediately, because, yes, I was saved, but I still had things. Um, I was still keeping things under my bed. I still had major anger issues. It, it doesn't look like it, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, so, yes, after a while... God put me in, in this group of friends that totally changed my story, as in absolutely changed my story. There will be days, you know, my, my plan for school was I'm coming to destroy my life in hindsight. <laughs> so I would have planned, okay, I'll buy this box of cigarettes and da da da, da. And I was born again. And I bought everything. And as I'm going with my cigarettes, I just see those guys coming. Ah, Holy Alpha, let's go and pray. I'm like, what is this? I want to smoke. Why? And they'll grab me and I'll forget about the smoking. And so I was, I was literally, for the first two months, I was going from one all night to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Hands were being laid on me. Prophecies were being spoken over me. Back to back to back to back to back till I forgot about what I was planning to do. And it was good because by the time I got back home and those guys were wanting to resume our talks, I'm like, I'm I'm not like that anymore. 
They're like, you. It's a lie. We are watching. We'll see. After a while, they saw that it was real. And then, you know, you're in this group of boys and you're sitting and you're talking all sorts, but they knew who to come to when things were heavy. So later in the evening, they will now come one by one. Yeah, guy, this thing's not working. My life is this way. So after a while, they, they, I became the pastor that they could all come to. Praise God. And that literally has been my story from... So I, I started ministry. I, I keep saying that I started ministry literally from 1995. Because that has how that has been how God has moved me from one level to the other. Almost immediately, he put me in a prayer unit. And that prayer unit totally, absolutely turned my life around. In terms of how I hear God and things like that. Maybe I should just, you know, I know some of the guys on the mainland are already tired of my stories. So I can say it here and it should still be fresh. Amen. <laughs> it, was, it was really good, bad, depending on which side you're on. Um, the HOD at that time, she would, she had already told somebody that that boy is going to join Watchtower. The name of the general was Watchtower. It's going to join. And then I came and she, I just saw her smile. I'm like, oh, so all these spiritual spooky people. It's like I told them you were coming. And um, it was, there I learned the discipline of the spirit. Where 5 a.m. was our meetings, okay? Sunday, 5 a.m. I was staying in town. Um, I had to walk to school. Because at 5 a.m., there was nothing. No bikes. I, I was in Ife, so there was Ife, Mudakeke, War, Ife, I old enough to understand what I'm talking about. And all of that. So at 3.40, I'll start walking. Because if you get to the meeting at 5, you're late. And then they will tell you to pray. <laughs> They will tell you to go. So I'm not sure. I'm trying to gauge distances now. So from sports center to main gate, so that's road one. Who went to Ife? Anybody? Anybody? It's only Pastor M. Okay, correct. So sports center to gates, road one. Like from where to where? How, how, how can you gauge it from here? Maybe, maybe the end of freedom will be. To the toll gate. You know what that means, are we? Right. <laughs> and then you'll go. And then you pray back. And then when you come back, you come and tell us what we prayed about. Eh. Your mind, you think, you tell us what you think we should pray about. Have you that one is easy now. I sense in my spirit that God is saying, and then you put, add your own thing to it. That's fine. And what we prayed about while you were gone. So if you don't know how to hear God, you'll hear God. You'll be like, God, please, God, please, please, God. God, please, God, please, please say something. So I learned discipline. My HOD would insist that every evening I show up in, his, in her room. Every single night. And I hated it at the beginning. I'm like, what is it with me and this person? Why is she on my case? And then she'll say, let's take a walk. And as I walk, she's hitting my tummy. And she's asking, what is God saying now? And I go, why? What is God saying? What? And she knows. So you can't BS your way out of that situation. So I learned how to hear God. Jonathan, you did not have a choice. So, after school, my, somebody will be having a party, and they will say it's 2, a, 2 p.m., and I'll be there for one, and the person will think I'm a good friend, and they will not know that it's the training that I received from Watchtower, and I was still speaking. So, I had many best friends, because I was always there to help them arrange, and nobody starts a party at 2 o'clock, you know, if it's 2, it's 4. So, you are there. And you are gisting, and you are arranging, and you are helping them cook and wash meat. And they think you're a good friend. That's my story. The fact that God could lift me from 
what I was planning to do and placed me in a family that totally transformed my life. So, um, we've done a bit of tribe, like I said, done an overview and all of that. But today, we want to look at relationships. And I've already launched into it already. I hope we know that. Okay. Um, so, we're looking at friendships. We'll touch on courtship. And we'll also look at marriage. There was no ship for that one, so I, I just marriage. Okay? Um, so, friendship is what I started with. Um, so, moving f- a bit further down the line with my story. Um, years later, many things have happened. All of which, okay, maybe I should even start touching on something so you can start writing. Um, w- one thing that God does when he places you in a tribe is that he gives you people you can account to. In other words, people you can be accountable to. Praise God. Remember what I said about those guys that helped me overcome all those things I had in mind in the first place. And then some of these, some days we'll be on the road, just walking. And then we'll start, is this um, sword drill, what drill? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you're passing scriptures. Just past scriptures. This, and and it was, it was sweet. As in, there was no. You were not feeling weird because you were in the midst of people. I don't know if I'm making sense. Sometimes, if you are doing certain things and we are many, you are good. That was how I lost all kinds of rep in that school because from the first week I joined that water, somebody had it in their spirits that we should go to all the halls on campus and anoint them. Every single hall. The rep that was still building, small, small, that, okay, we join center school, let's wear fine cloth and do fine boy. As in, we'll start by that 5 a.m. and then we'll start from, I think, sports. And then we'll go around and go to Moremi and go to Angola and go there. By the time you are done, it's daylight and people are going to lectures and they're like, who are these people? with Bibles in front of our hostels, praying, praying in the Spirit, and anointing all the statues. <laughs> they finished my rep in that school. <laughs> but because we were doing it together, I, I, I drew strength. I drew boldness from the fact that we were in a group. We'll touch on that a bit more when we talk about the story of Daniel. Um, so yes, Accountability. I have not opened anything. Praise God. But we're already getting stuff, have you? Praise God. Right. Okay, so Psalm 68 verse 6, God puts the solitary in families um, just like he did with me. Um, and then you need to ask yourself, you, you really need to ask yourself, um, the people I'm with right now, because if you're not doing that kind of evaluation, you will not know what you need to do to... God might have been whispering to you that you need to change your circle. Are these people actually doing anything for you? When you leave them, are you better than when you got there? Or are you worse off? What kind of conversations do you have? Today alone, two people, I've had two conversations that even if I wanted to misbehave, two sets of two people, just two conversations have already changed my mind and my mindset about what my day would have looked like. Because somebody just sent you a message, oh, what do you think this scripture is about? And then you have this long conversation. And the other person is like, oh, I'm trying to launch into this new, into this project, but I'm afraid. And then you have to encourage. By the time you are done dealing with spiritual matters, it's hard for you to want to venture into carnal things. Isn't it? Sometimes that is what your friends will be there for. They won't even know what they are doing. But God has, because he has positioned you and he has placed you in that tribe, he uses the people around you to elevate you. So if you are not careful, you can fall into that trap of redefining your tribe. In other words, God puts you somewhere and then he, you are, you are okay. So your tribe is not where you work. Do you understand? But you can call it your tribe. And then you allow that tribe influence you. If you are creative, you know that they are not too normal 
in that field. And why did I have to look at you? So I will look this way. I'm guessing you're into the creative field, Abby. With the hair, with your wife. That's your wife. With the dreads. You're not a banker, I can bet. <laughs> I can put money down, you're not a banker. But yeah, you can make the mistake of defining what God did not put you in as your tribe. Or what God put you in as something else. And you've defined it as a tribe. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was talking about a creative field. They are not too, too normal there. In many of the spheres. Okay? So if you're not careful and you call that your tribe, you will start to behave like them. Evil communication corrupts what good manners. So you need to reassess. Where am I? Am I actually in my tribe? Am I identifying with my tribe? We've, we've gone beyond the days where we had to carry our physical Bibles. Sometimes that was the identifier. <laughs> I had friends then that would carry their Bible on their head. No, no, you know when you're not touching it, you're not holding it. You just put your hand, you balance it, and then you're walking on the road. You know you can't have your rep after that. But now everybody's phone is. Everybody's Bible is on their phone. So all you need to do, you know, sometimes you don't even need to change our clothes before you enter a club. With the way some of us are dressed. I'm, I'm trying to remind myself that I'm not on the mainland. So that you don't stone me. And so that you can call me back. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. If you don't deliberately identify your God appointed tribe, you will do things that are totally in variance or at variance to what God has called you to. Praise God. All right, okay. Yes, so spoil each other to greater height. So let's look at Hebrews. Uh, 10, 23 to 25. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. So, a couple of years down the line, I wanted to go for my master's. So, by a couple of years, I mean, so, 95, so 2010. So, this was way after school. 2010, I wanted to go for, my, for a master's. Um, my wife had already gone, and God had done a miracle, okay? So, that testimony, you probably have to go and buy the CD. Um, I didn't know how I was going to go. The company I had at that time had literally been taken from me. Long story. So I had nothing. But I knew I wanted to go for my master's. Not just because my wife was there. We were newly married. We married in, uh, what, 2008. So she went 2009, January. Got, or thereabouts. Can't remember anymore. God help me. Sorry, babes. <laughs> well, yeah. Um... Yeah, so less than a year, she was gone. So she went for 9 to 10, that's 2009 to 2010, and then I was supposed to go. And we had no, no money. And um, so one of these times when I went, so I used to travel, go and visit, newly married, conjugal visits. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Vera? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, God placed us in yet another tribe, we, in this case, a very small knit um, husband and wife, and they were this kind of people that were not ashamed, same as where I was coming from. So, our spirits knit, and they were telling me about how they came for their own masters. And I remember very clearly because you know, when you have friends and they're like, Let's have a prayer meeting, and it's just you, your wife, and the two of them. So it's, a, it's that intimate. Like, let's have a prayer meeting. And we're praying. Just praying in tongues and all that. Worshipping. None of us has good voices. But we're just worshipping and just praising and praying in tongues and all that. And then I remember saying something then. Like, I can't remember how the conversation came to that. But I remember saying that I don't want to burn bridges. And the two of them looked at me. That's husband and wife. 
because they were also there by faith. And he said, you don't want to burn bridges. We have, we have burned bridges. They have built estate there. I've not forgotten till today. And that gave me the faith beyond the word that we got. Like I said, long story. And I was like, okay, we are coming. So she was already there. If I tell you how I got to the UK for my master's, she will not be. That day, it was bike, bike. I was, <laughs> oh God. As in my, my brother was at the airport. They were not supposed to give me the visa. There was no endorsement from anybody. I got, so got to the visa office, opened the thing. Oh, okay, they give me. And then I called, buy ticket, buy ticket, buy ticket. Because that same day, school was going to close. In other words, I couldn't, they were not going to give me admission if I didn't show up that same day. So my wife had to go from Manchester to Bournemouth to go and sit down with HOD. He's coming. <laughs> I said, that story is long. <laughs> Don't worry, when you call me back, I'll just... But anyway, <laughs> so that was it. it was, God, God puts you in those kind of scenarios and do, with those kind of people so that your faith is boosted. You are, not, you are not supposed to run this race in your own strength or by yourself. I'm not sure where we got that from. Nobody is trying to steal your glory. If you do this right, God is placing you in places where your glory will even shine more. If you allow. So you are quoting things that you should be speaking out for. From people that God has actually sent to you. And then you are wondering why things are not happening. People have been placed in your lives as part of your tribe to boost your faith. Pastor Jethro was my friend, or is my, the English self, before all of this, before we became pastors, he would show up at my house, and like, ah, man, and because he's in HR, HR prostituting, like jumping from company, you know what I mean, jumping from company to company, they don't stay in one place, no loyalty, you know what I mean, yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm going to this new company. As in, I, I cannot remember where there was ever a time that he was moving that I did not know about it before and I, I wasn't praying along with him. There were times I would show up and like, man, this is what's happening. And do you understand? That was, that was, there was a brotherhood before this. And recently I, I was going through, I think, Instagram, uh, DCC page, and I saw a picture of both of us. And as in, we are different. <laughs> we are so different. I think it was one of maybe our anniversary or something, and I think that was the one we did blue, blue Ankara. And of course, I'm in all black with a touch of the Asherbitan just there. And then he is in resplendent glory, everything, the whole Ankara. And like, we cannot be any more different. That picture was just like, oh, yes, this is us. So it's not about personality, it's about spirit. So, we are busy looking for the person that is supposed to be like you, looks like you, talks like you. Meanwhile, God wants somebody that is totally your opposite to balance you out. And they are not getting married to that person. Somebody cut that one. Yeah, you, you cut that one. It's not all about marriage. Sometimes you are just doing life with somebody that is not like you. Sometimes is effusiveness is what boosts my own lethargy. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm more laid back and it's more like, let's conquer this place at once. And I'm like, guy, calm down. Sometimes I think I frustrate him, but he loves me. Nonetheless, because we understand that this is God. This was a God connection. And that's why a tribe is it's a God connection. Praise God. Okay, I think I'm still doing very good. Do you give guys that come like one hour or something? Because when I look up on the mainland, this is already in five minutes. I'm like, why? So I'm, I'm actually doing very, very good. So praise God. All right. 
Yeah, so the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. It says two is better than one. They obtain a good rate of labor for their reward. It says one will chase a thousand and two will chase ten thousand. We'll put ten thousand to flight. Um, sometimes we think that is only for marriage. We don't realize that some partnerships will push you beyond what you would have done personally. In other words, there is still a power of synergy that is at play when you allow yourself to be placed in a tribe. Um, there are times, and maybe this will also help somebody. Um, there's what I call good depression. Good depression, okay? Um, you can ask my wife. Every time I tell my wife, okay, I'm going to see in camp tomorrow, she knows that I'm going to come back depressed. Right, let me explain. So I go to in camp's office, and in camp is telling me, oh, I just did this 70 million thing. I just did this 200 million thing. And, I, and, and this and this and this and this. So I come back home, and I'm good depressed because I don't talk to anybody. I'm depressed. I'm like, I went to in camp's office today. He just gave him 70 million. He finished the job in three days. It wasn't stressful. They liked every single draft up to the final stage. And then I lock myself up. And then I get to work. And then I'm working like a madman because I just saw something that challenged me. That's what me I call good depression. Even though I'm snapping at my wife and I'm snapping at everybody and like I'm not even eating. Don't even talk to me. But it's a good thing because the Bible says in Hebrews 10, I think 24, it says we're supposed to challenge each other, spoil each other onto good works, onto better things. Um, that's a physical thing, obviously. That's financial. But it also helps when you have so, that's someone that you can, you are, not, you are not the local champion in that equation. So the person is like praying and is, is on fire for God, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing for God? Because this person is praying, and he's spending time, and he's telling you about the night vigil he had by himself, and nobody was dying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the kind of things that will challenge your faith, where you'll be asking yourself, am I a Christian? Am I born again? Just because you have this person as your friend, and then you're trying to meet up. And then this person is telling you that, oh, I just sold this as my tithe. Or I gave this as my tithe. I'm like, okay. Then you get back to work again. I'm like, man, God, you have to help me. So it's good competition. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are not, it's not, there's no spite. There's no malice. You are doing this for God. You are being triggered, but in a good way. Am I making sense? So maybe you should look around you. And if you came with your friend to church, I like give them that serious bombastic target. Like, why are you in my life, Seth? Why why? What's your value? What have you added to me since we started talking? The person is not looking at you. The person, as we look at the person looked away like <laughs> <laughs> let's challenge each other onto good works. That okay, it's there. Okay, yes. Let's consider one another to provoke. Is this provoke? Abby? We'll provoke each other onto good works. Onto love and onto good works. Praise God. Where they are helping you realign your motives. You want a good car. Meanwhile, your friend has built a house. And he has dedicated the room to ministry. So your motive about buying a new car will change. Because you are thinking, if this guy could build a house, dedicate a whole section to doing ministry. In other words, oh, this person needs a house. Come and stay. This person is in trouble. Come and stay. And then your only just to buy a car. You're like, man, this car must preach the gospel. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the kind of company you should be in. Where you are provoking each other. You are helping each other realign your motives. Praise God. Good things are good. But you need, sometimes, you need that person that will help you make sure that this is aligned towards God's use as opposed to your own selfish gain. Praise God. All right. 
I'm sorry I'm not shouting. I hope that's fine. Okay. So I don't know if we need to stay on this uh, friendship. Because friendship for me has done... Fr- friendship has literally dictated where I am today. Friendships and the circle, like the friend circle that I was in, has really pushed me to where I am today. I don't know how else to say it. I, I literally don't know. I don't know what else I would be doing till now. There are days where I'll call people. I call their people. Nkechi, the Funke, Domingo. There are people, and I'll call them, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not okay. And they get it. Because to them, I'm not Pastor Wally. Do you understand? Like, when I was moving to the island with my wife, family, sorry, when we were moving, my first prayer was, Lord, I need friends. I need friends. I need the kind of friends that I'm not always right in their eyes. Because that's what sometimes position will do. Everybody around you wants to say yes. Nobody wants to be willing to take that risk and say, guy, what are you doing? I remember somebody that was traveling has relocated so I can talk about it. And I'm like, I really, really wish we could have been friends. And the guy was like, me and you, never. How? You are past all this. I'm like, oh. you don't get it. I, I, I need... Position, so position sometimes can be a trap. Okay? Um, if you're not careful. So I, I knew I needed somebody I could be accountable to. But this guy was just saying a blatant loan. Like, what do we have? I was like saying, what does the light have to do with darkness? <laughs> like, I was sad when he said, he, he didn't know it. I smiled, but I'm like, ah. Because he was my kind of person. So I was pained. So, coming to the island, I actually prayed. I'm like, God, send me someone. And so he's long again. No? So, somewhere in that mix, there's a stroke. This time last year, there was a stroke. And then, our baby was born. That's after 11 years of waiting for the second one. Okay? So there was that. On our, so we came back. So me and my son came back. My wife was still in the U.S. with the baby. And um, as we landed, bam, we went to ShopRite, wanted to get something to eat. I mean, we hadn't even settled. The house was still, we literally are just moving forward. We traveled. So we went to ShopRite. As we were entering, bam, I saw a friend from Ife. Not just Ife, from year one, from that clique. Jonathan, hey, hey. I was like, as in my son was annoyed. Because we stayed and we talked and talked and talked. And, talked, and the boy was just stamping. Stuff. I did not even understand. We were just talking and talking. So these are the people that knew me as ice. Not as Pastor Wally. The ones that were still struggling for grades. Like, what did you get? Ah, hey, are we coming back next year? Uh-huh. That was day one. Day two, I took him to school. As we were entering the school like this, I saw another one of them from year one. My son was just like, oh, he just entered it. He just entered school. As I didn't see him again that morning, he just went. Because we talked and talked and talked. Hey, hey, K-Max. Now, it's K-Max that carried my son from to school in the morning. Deliberately, his children go to the same school, two boys. I bring them home. It's not convenient. But I know what I'm looking for. I need friends around me. So now I can go to his house. And we are just and we're like, and we thought we were the carnal ones then. With the kind of things that we are seeing today. As in then, we we're the borderline Christians, if you know what I mean. We're the ones that were still rapping. I see being yo, man. <laughs> I see wearing jeans. I was in a rap group. 
so our fellowship was that kind of, do you understand? And then you still had the proper UJCM, Casco, bro, 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 and all those kind of people. So we thought we're the borderline almost non-Christians. And then we look at what we are doing now, and they're like, we are the ones speaking out now. We are the ones that still have some kind of moral um, something. Now, I'm like, wow. So it's, it's, it's good when there's kindred spirit. So when God places you in a family like this, your job, by his leading, is to start looking for people that speak your language. Okay, so this is a tribe. But do you know that even within... <laughs> um, so I was going to use the United Kingdom. So you have what, England, Wales, Ireland, I think Northern Ireland, and then uh, Scotland. But even though, let's not go far. Yoruba. How many of us are Ijebu? Ijebu. Can you speak your... You can't speak it. It's hard to learn. Even than you were born... No. That thing is hard. As in, we say we are all Yoruba. Until you meet an Ijebu person. And then you just run, 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 your mom speaks that way. Do you understand it? You understand it? Hold on. Do you understand? So even within this tribe, there can be a subset. Abby? So you can still find those people that you still have common interests and you have to actively look for. It pays you to look for. Praise God. So we're talking relationships. So we've talked friendship. And I, I'm happy I'm staying on friendship for a bit. Because I believe that sometimes a lot of us are looking for... We're in this age where everybody is looking for a mentor. Ah, my mentor said this. Ah, it's nice. But I believe, personally, that peer-to-peer mentorship is even stronger than mentor-to-mentee mentorship. If you do it right. Peer-to-peer mentorship will have more of an effect more of an impact, I think, more often than not than mentee to mentor. So spend your time. The one that you are using chasing around for a mentor, which is good, don't get me wrong, but also spend as much time trusting God for the ones that are your peers. Where you are going through the same thing and you are coming out of it together. So that, because the Bible says what. Two is better than one. They obtain a good uh, what, reward for their labor. And then he says, um, it's not good. I shouldn't even be using that scripture. That they should lie alone. That's for marriage. But what I'm trying to say is, the Bible says that when, um, when one falls, another will pick him up. There are times when we are going through stuff and you need that person beside you. Who's your friend? Who's telling you that? You know we went through this last year. You know God brought us out. You know we can go through this and not lose faith, and not lose our faith. Praise God. You need people like that around you. Now, I was totally encouraged. Um, many years ago, so General Myra, I hope we know him, he's head of Davis Army. So he came to me, I think maybe like two, three years ago, that a while back, while I was still doing discovery school, teaching, in discovery school, they actually taught something, and I mentioned that you can actually pray for your friends. You can pray that God sends you friends. And he took that seriously, and he actually prayed for friends. And that's how he met, uh, that's how I got close to uh, Pastor Mark, that's Transformation, um, Mr. Femi, that's a pastor of online church. He started naming the people that God actually sent to him because he prayed. So you can pray that God sends you people. Same way I prayed. And God starts bringing people my way. Literally, the next day, day after, and all that. So we can pray. Praise God. That God sends you real people. Strong men. That will not lead you astray. That will make your relationship with him stronger. That you look and actually be able to tie your Christian story to the fact that you met them. There's nowhere I will go. There is nowhere I will go. I, there is nowhere I will go that my story will not include the people that brought me up, the people that God placed me in. Praise God. All right, so let's try and skip to the other two. They are, they are as important, but um, 
I really wanted to stay on friendship for a bit. Courtship. Praise God. We're already laughing down. Courtship. Okay. Courtship is where, even before courtship, I believe, is where you start to ask the hard questions. Some questions should not wait till you enter marriage. Courtship is where you find out about true compatibility, and I don't mean sexual. Courtship is not where you test out if you are sexually compatible. In case you didn't hear it the first time, I said I should say it again in another way. Don't have sex in courtship. I said it a third way now. <laughs> courtship is not marriage. You are not married. So don't do married things. So, what should you do in courtship? Because a lot of people, it's like, after you've done, have you eaten, then there's nothing else to talk about. They're like, how are you? Fine. This range, huh? <laughs> if you do friendship right, courtship will not be a problem. There are too many people that they enter the thing with the mind that they want to marry this person. I don't think it's right. Except God is leading you specifically. You see in a dream that this is your wife, and I don't even know how many times that happens. I believe there should be a progression. To the how do you people do it? Where you propose and the girl says no. <laughs> On Instagram. Those things are skits, Abby. All of them. It's skits, Abby. There's no real one there. They are real. Your friend. How do you do it? Hey. As in, if the friendship... So is it like you wake up and like, I'm going to get me a wife. And they enter road. And they're like, hello baby, I like you. And they kneel down. Because if you had built something, I think it, the proposal should not be a surprise. Am I, is it me? Is it a generational thing? And I'm not that old. I'm not old at all. I think. <laughs> because Last time I heard somebody that was born, the person said she was born in 2000, and the person is 20-something. I'm like, how now? <laughs> 2000 here. I felt bad. And I felt old. And then my back now started paining me. <laughs> no. I'm still what's up. You know, but, but <laughs> if you do the marriage, the friendship right, Entering into courtship, should not even. It should be a progression that is just natural. And by that time, you're already uh, you're asked, you're, you're trying to see if, like I said, it's compatibility. What? Who? Who do you listen to? Who can pull your ear? Too many times, as in too many times, the number of issues that I have that we have to deal with stem from the fact that you were not even asking any questions at the beginning. You were too blinded by the shape to ask any reasonable question. So, you want to ask who's your mentor and then you get there and then you see shape and like, oh, yeah. So, you forget. Because I died. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. If you're asking questions... Friendship into courtship is questions. Back to back. Who do you listen to? Till tomorrow, seven ingredients for a perfect day is ringing in my head. Is my, my um, Dr. Mike Modok. Seven ingredients for a perfect day. 1995. The people around me were playing it so much that I can still tell you about it today. That's what you're supposed to be doing now. So that by the time you're even talking about, oh, I think I like this person, you've 
establish that there is a foundation that you can both stand on. That will not... Okay. So we are jumping from courtship to marriage now because they are kind of interrelated. Because, like I said, the progression should not be hard. Hmm? Let me just give an example because it's things that you find out in courtship that will determine what happens in marriage. When my son, first son, was born in the UK, they sent a letter that we need to come to the hospital. If you see what they listed as all the things that they said was wrong with him, as in the list. And I looked at my wife, like, you know, we're not going back. She said, yes. And that was the end of the discussion. It's not inside marriage. You find that out. Where the husband is saying, eh, the husband is ready wearing slippers. Meanwhile, the wife wants to lay hands. I'm like, come and lay hands. And I'm like, which hands? Which hands? Where's my key? That's the compatibility we are talking about. Where you can see something and it hits your spirit and you can send it to you, your spouse or your friend, and you know that this person will get it. Where I can say that, um, I don't know, okay, maybe we're not there. Uh, Reverend Peter Alabi, when he came on the island, on the mainland, I was like, man, I can hear Kenneth Higgin. And your spouse can see. You get, you hear, you hear to Abby, you hear Abby. Hey. Or you can look at me in Sabosa and like, ah, this auntie is giving some Catherine Coleman vibes. And she gets it. You don't have to explain. Do you understand? Hey, Catherine Kuman was one woman from before. <laughs> am I, am I on making sense? If you have to explain too much, maybe. Maybe. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's from courtship that you are getting those vibes and the information that you need to know that this thing will work or not. Where the wife wants to sew and the husband is saying why. It's from courtship now. Where the husband is right telling her, oh, I think I want to sell my cow. And the fiancé is like, I felt it, but I didn't want to push. Hey, you already know you are going in the direction. So the day he proposes is default. You won't have to be slapping somebody in tantalizers. <laughs> I said, no, this is my spirit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still believe. Until you tell me different, until you tell me that it was you that slapped the person. I won't be, those things are skits. That's my own belief. I, ju- I choose to believe that it's not skit. Because it does not make any sense to me. I'm sorry. Praise God. It's not in marriage that you change the person. No? Ah. So, a guy came. I like, ah, there's this lady. I really like her. Blah, blah, blah. Is she born again? I really like her. Is she born again? She's very humble. <laughs> like, my guy, is she born again? No, she's Catholic. No problem. You know, we cannot be unequally yoked. These things, you think is for me. I'm married, though. Like, I really do not need your stress. So when we're saying these things, it's, to, it's selfish. It's to save us from future stress. She's Catholic. And she comes to, she comes to our special meetings. My guy, these things don't play out. She says she'll start coming to our church. Okay. After the first year, she stops coming. By the third year, thereabouts, the children stop coming. And they are all now all going to the Catholic church. And then after that, he stops coming. So now, we can't find him. Because I kind of doubt that he's even going to the Catholic church. So you'll probably just be sitting at home. 
These things are that important. From courtship, where you can weed out these things. Or is it the one that the wife is... <laughs> I can't even say it. No. So I should say it. I say where I'm going. Let them welcome me back. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's from now. It's from courtship. It's from courtship that you know, does this person even have character? Does she have behavior? Does he have behavior? What does he do? Can we testify about what he does and how God blessed us after they paid? Can we share the full testimony? Or do you have to recover him out and you'll be saying God has done it? I don't know. But I, I really feel that these are the main things. I know there are other types of relationships, but for me, these are, these are the core. So, friendships, courtship, and marriage. Friendships, I believe, because it's so foundational, I believe that it's almost the most important. It lays such a foundation for the other two. That if you do that one right, you're almost guaranteed to do the other two right. Praise God. So, let's rise. I've prayed and God has answered. I shared General Maya, I also prayed God. Days when I'll be with my wife and like... This person needs to be our friend. There was a day during momentum of years ago. And like this person needs to be a friend. We're just uh, talking. And as we're saying it, the person was calling us. I also like like, yeah. God sees the desires of your heart. He needs you to articulate them sometimes so that you can get to work. My prayer for you is that you will find the kind of friends that two, three, five, ten, twenty-three years down the line, you are saying that these people changed my life. I'm stronger. I'm I'm a better Christian. I'm a more effective Christian. I, I love God more because of these people. Not money is good. Money is is okay, but money is not everything. And then there are still the ones that will push you. And you begin picking my name in somebody's heart that needs to be met. The kind that will impact me for good. The kind of person that will impact me for your kingdom. The kind of person that I will be hesitant to do things that do not bring just because I'm associated with that person. God answers his prayers. <laughs> if I can't tell you, there's a, there's a person I met in 97 in school. And I, till I, when, I, when people ask me, my greatest, one of my greatest requests. And I told God, I, like, I retreated it how many years later. And I met this, I, I had to reconnect with this person. He's in Dallas now. When I went for the last for a training, I reconnected with him. And trust me. Somebody's like, uh, what are you getting from me now? Like, no, we don't do like that because this is for the long haul. I'm building something. So I'm just asking, he doesn't know where I'm going yet. But that person is going, I'm going to, before I, I'm going to tie our cords together. You know what I mean? I'm tying, you have to be deliberate like that. God has given me a second chance with this person. God can do the same for you. How many opportunities, how many relationships have you botched just because you were focused? God can restore. And while he's restoring, he's setting you up for greater relationships, even with other people. Not envious of your friendships. Not just because you're driving good cars, but because you love God. Your friends, for the things of God. I see how you are propelling each other onto good works. You are the first people to volunteer for stuff. You are the first people to, 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 to lay down your time, your talents, everything you have for the work. Those are the kind of friends you need. Anybody can make money. 
I pray that God will solidify your friendships. And even beyond that, moving into courtship for every single person that is trusting God. I pray that God will order your steps. Open your eyes to see the right kinds of people. To start to ask you things for me. The wisdom to be able to, to, to be understand that this one is real. There are some things that is from the fact that you are friends. There is no it's from friendship. He changed his ways. He was not the same person I married. That's because you were not friends in the first place. So I pray that friends, which are intended, where the hidden things will be revealed early. Things that need to be taken care of, the things that God is still needing to work on, they will be revealed early. And then I pray for your marriage. I pray for your marriage. I pray for that person that God has given, where you will constantly be able to evaluate, are we actually on track? All the things we've talked about, being close to God, uh, loving God and all that, it's not inside marriage. Inside marriage is, okay, how can we do more? So I pray for you and I pray for your marriage. I pray for, for your union. I pray for, for your family. And I pray that your love will work stronger and stronger in Christ. I need to say this to somebody. Praise God. In the past three weeks, I can't remember how many times I've had to tell tell couples this. Necessarily because I love her. This is going to destabilize somebody's theology. I'm not faithful and I'm not staying with my wife just because I love her. I love God. Do you understand? It is my love for God that keeps me in my marriage. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so you, you, you think love is enough. Go on. I don't want to ask you to raise your hands. For those people that have been in extramarital affairs, you st- like I said, it's not because you don't love your wife. You love your wife. But you still did what you did. It's because you didn't fear God. God was not real to you. God was not standing there. If you have a consciousness that Pastor Yehumi is God and he's standing here, you know there's a limit to what you can do, Abby. If God is not real to you, forget love. You will misdo. Praise God. So my prayer is that God will be real to you, to your spouse, to your intended. The opportunities present themselves and they will. See, I don't know what it is. You will think with this height, it's small. But when the devil wants to get you, do you understand? Your feelings and the things, oh, I like your tummy. That same tummy that somebody has insulted is what they will like. Like, and then that's when you will feel treasured because the devil knows what to lie to you about he will lie to you about your inadequacies so that you become vulnerable and susceptible to his lies why should he be telling you about things that will make you feel insecure he will elevate your insecurities and make you look like a king then he will strike but if you love God you are complete in God. So that when the devil is coming and saying, I know. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is your prayer. Somebody who is secure in God. Somebody who loves God. David was not perfect. And he showed. Praise God. So yes, God is faithful, God is merciful, God is gracious, but a lot of the discipline parts is on us. You are the one that will say no. God will not say no for you. So, your love for your wife and for your husband will never be enough. That will not be the key that will cause you to stand against whatever the devil wants to throw at you. Somebody in there to hear that. Somebody actually needed to hear that one. So focus on your relationship with God. The reason I'll tell somebody not to me after 10, 
without it. It's because I love God too much. Does that make sense? So I'm hoping that these things will stay with you and, and help you to realign. Where you are, you are more, you are more. So the fear where we talk about, I fear God. We need to be saying these things more. Uh, it's not fear, it's not it's reverential love. I fear God. Let's just say it. Sometimes it's the discipline that keeps us. This soppy, soppy grace message sometimes, sometimes it can be a problem. Sometimes we need the rigors of discipline. Why should you pray? We should end that way. Why should you pray? Why should you why why do you need to pray for hours? Why do you need to to build discipline when you know that God heard you the first time? You are doing it for you, not for God. You are building there is the discipline of your service and then there is the sincerity of your service. You showing up early for meetings. You running when you know that you are late for stuff. It's a discipline part of the service. That one is not for God. It's for you. Do you understand? You are building stamina. Because it is stamina you need in the day of battle. So that if you build stamina over the years, it won't be hard for you to speak a word. And you see a change. That's when we get it wrong. We wait till things happen and then want to build strength. Where does that work? On which planet? So I need you to be the good friend that somebody is looking for. That's where all this long story I said. That's where I was coming to. So that while you are praying for a good friend, the good friend will not come and meet you in your state and like how pass do you understand what I'm saying you be the good friend that will inspire somebody else with your faith talk that will be able to tell somebody that we brought born to that bridge they built their state let it come from you and from your own testimony do you understand let that be somebody's testimony about you till now the, the person that I said that thing in Manchester in 20, 2009-2010, he literally set a Google calendar, a reminder, every month where we meet and catch up. Those are the kind of friends you need, though. It's not going to get better. You are aware, Abby? Oh, he also has a, had a stroke. <laughs> I don't know what is it with us and strokes just before me that we're raising prayer altars and things for him. So he's the one that, hey, are you doing your exercises? Are you? So the talk has gone from spiritual things to other things, welfare. <laughs> oh, but that is friendship. Where we are able to say, how's your speech now? And we get it. My wife doesn't get it. <laughs> I pray she never gets it. But some other things have tied us together even beyond the events of 2009. As in, the people you build stories, we can, can talk as far back as 2009 and talk far as far back as 1995, and you are still friends today because you know that this was a God thing in the first place. You didn't force it, you, di- you didn't try to work it. It came. God gave you, and you maintained it. Praise God. I hope we we're blessed. All right. So let's pray for one person. Hallelujah. I'd, I'd really like to pray for that person that doesn't know God. Um, the joy we have, the, the, the confidence we have is that we know God. Is that God knows us. Is that we love God. Is that we understand that we are called according to his purpose. Everybody can sing all things are working for our good. Uh, but the rest of it says for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Uh, so if you are here, somehow you found yourself here, you know you don't know God. Or you know that you have left your first love. You have left that place of relationship, of fellowship with God and with the Holy Spirit. Let me pray with you. 
there is restoration. God is awesome like that. There is restoration. He will bring you back. And it will be like, it will even be better than how you started. That's the sweet part because every single part of your story can be used. Including the bad ones. So let me pray with you. You know you don't know God or you know you need to get back with him. Can you just raise your hand high above your head? You know you don't know Jesus. You, have, you don't have him as your Lord and Savior. I'd like to pray with you. Do you have anybody in the house? Anybody? Hallelujah. Can we celebrate Jesus?